Magic mobbers, welcome boys and babes. It's that time again. It's the magic hour, a place where we navigate through life's peaks and valleys with all the vulnerability and shamelessness we can muster. With the help of world-class guests from all walks of life, we uncover new truths and valuable tools for manifesting our highest potential. I'm your host, Mercedes Terrell, along with my partner in shine, Jane (laughs) Bryce. Hey, you guys. So today we are inviting you to stay open to some real magic because our guest works with many unseen arts, stimulating our other senses with her exotic healing methods. Yes. And we are currently recording this episode in studio in Austin, Texas, because we are hosting a live event here where today's guest will be performing a sound healing at. So we will be sure to include some of the recording from her ceremony at the end of this episode. Definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. Okay, so today's guest has been practicing in the healing arts for over 10 years, and you could say that this work resonated with her far before she embodied it. Coming from a long ancestral lineage of Aztec healers, she knew from a young age that she was here to heal others. A firm believer in the statement, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, she accepted her own journey of self-exploration and healing, studying and mastering modalities that focus on whole body integration, believing we are not only our body, but a soul contained within this vessel. Now, as a sound alchemist, intuit, and body worker, she offers her healing arts through holographic sound, Akashic or Akashic? Akashic. Akashic mm-hmm. records, uh, Akashic record readings, massage therapy, crystal healing, mediumship, Aztec folk medicine, and Reiki, all of which assist her clients in accessing the energetic, emotional, and spiritual root cause of their physical disharmony. We're so excited to invite this Renaissance woman to join us on the show today and share her magic with us. So welcome, Tina Rodriguez. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So glad to have you here. So Tina, let's start by getting into your own personal journey. I know even your very name is a testament to the struggles you've endured even before you were birthed. So, so let's start there. My name is Christina, my full name. Um, and my mother would tell me um, that I was a miracle baby because she was, when she was pregnant with me, she got very sick uh, with a lung disease called Legionnaires. And mm. um, she would, would tell the story that basically one, but a small part of her lung was consumed by wow. this black mold. Mm. And I'd stopped moving. And um, she is actually a third order Carmelite nun. <laughs> so she almost became wow. a nun before she met my dad and had 10 children. I'm the youngest of those 10 children. Oh, wow. And, um, but she asked those nuns to pray for us and, uh, prayed to Saint Therese, uh, mm-hmm. of a little flower, Saint Therese of the Little Flower, who died at 24 of tuberculosis. And so <sighs> with people who are suffering from any disease, but especially those of the lungs, yeah. they, they call upon her for her intercession. And mm-hmm. we ended up getting better. And, um, wow. a couple of months after the illness, um, I was born, which my birthday is actually in 10 days. Mm. And um, she'll say that I was a miracle baby. And so uh, called me little Christ, basically. Mm. And that, as you said, (laughs) 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 uh, own own weight to it. Uh, But in my journey, I have discovered that um, my own relationship with 
Jesus or Christ um, and what Christ consciousness actually means and the ability to heal and especially healing through um, very simply, though challenging for us as humans, uh, the love vibration mm-hmm. and um, the intention of love and healing and whatever is in the highest good. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a, a beautiful journey just living up to that. Yeah, yeah. living up to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to mm-hmm. live up to for sure. And, and so much is held in a name. It's, you know, point in case exactly what you're talking about there. It's amazing the way that I don't have children myself, but I would assume like when I think about having children, just thinking of naming them seems like such a big responsibility in itself <laughs> that, you know, it's almost like that name was made for you way, way before you were even here, you know, in a sense. So what an interesting way to get your name. I mean, wow. I don't think we, most of us have that story, you know, a story like that. Yeah. I, um, I took naming my kids really seriously. Yeah. Um, so what, what was the experience for you that led you from Western medicine to look deeper elsewhere? So growing up actually, it's so funny. My mother was a nurse, but she never really liked taking us to the doctor unless we were like seriously ill. Mm-hmm. And she would uh, like, she raised us on apple cider vinegar and, mm-hmm. and just natural remedies. Yeah. And um, so never really was comfortable going to the doctor. However, it's like, if you are seriously ill and at the time, that um, the healing arts found me. And I say it that way just because I, like you said in the beginning, when the student is ready. Mm, yeah. Um, it was towards the end of my college career. And I was really suffering from um, anxiety and depression and was having gastrointestinal issues um, um, due to stress and mm-hmm. just from, from the depression and anxiety and like having... Uh, internal bleeding and I'm like having a colonoscopy at 22 and I'm like what is going on (laughs) and so I'm going to a doctor and going to a GI doctor um, and asking for solutions and the only solution he had for me was to here's this pill and I just remember him saying if you do not want to take this pill I don't know how I can help you Mm. and just okay walked out the door and I was like all right, I guess it's time to take my health into my own hands and then also um, psychologically had, um, started to see a counselor and her husband was a psychiatrist and, um, they diagnosed me with uh, ADD and had started to medicate me because I was having trouble mm-hmm. focusing and that exacerbated my anxiety and depression. Right. And, um, yeah, I just sent my stress levels through the roof. And, um, I remember losing a lot of weight and, um, every time that something, new symptom would come up, a new medication was offered to me. And I was like, this is not what I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I need some answers. I need some, some help. Yeah. And that was the only way that they knew how to help. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I decided to just take my health into my own hands. And I remember at the end of the semester, I went on a cleanse, um, just uh, purging my system of the medication and starting from scratch. And it was around that same time that I met my Reiki master, who was um, at the time a girlfriend of a friend of mine um, and having conversations about Buddhism and, and healing or energy healing. And she felt just intuitively that I had, that I had a gift, Mm -hmm. but she offered me a Reiki session Mm -hmm. and 
in that one session, what I felt in my body, and actually, I remember when she was working on my throat, um, having memories of when I was a baby. Um, after I was born, I had a relapse of the illness my mother had mm. when she was pregnant with me. Wow. And uh, she would describe the way my breathing was. And I remember when she put her hands on my throat that I was breathe- started to breathe like mm. that. So it was like releasing mm. the cellular yeah. memory of that trauma. Mm. And um, and then remember, yeah, just the, the the release of emotions just from one session. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, there's something. Like, I'm no, yeah, <laughs> and um, what's, what's funny is that... Um, as a kid, I had experienced that. My um, my dad is from Rio Grande City, and um, his father, my grandfather, is what they would call a huesero. So hueso in Spanish means bone, and so because I'm kind of like a natural chiropractor, and people would come okay. to see him and mm-hmm. pop their bones back into place and give them massage and give them energy clean, uh, clearings, and mm. he wouldn't charge anybody. Mm, wow. And my dad and his sister, just younger than him, had learned a lot from him. And when I was a kid, I used to suffer from migraines mm-hmm. like on a daily basis wow. and my dad would give me massage and and energy and then I remember mm-hmm. one time his sister my aunt um I had a headache and she called me to her and put her hand on my head and squeezed my head a little yeah. bit and then took her hand off and the headache was gone wow. I was like whoa hold on yeah I can yeah. do this too we're yeah. related yeah. <laughs> I got really really excited about that so there was a part of me that always knew that I, I was connected yeah. to it mm-hmm. and then as you know as you get older and you start living life and get distracted and kind of forget these things. But then, you know, kind of brought full circle. Because when my Reiki master came into my life, also one of my main teachers who's no longer with us, Elena Avila, um, she was the connection back to my roots in Aztec medicine. And she had this beautiful book that I always say fell off the bookshelf at Half Price Books and hit Mm, me in the head. It was called A Woman Who Glows in the Dark Mm. and told her own story of being a nurse in psychiatric units and hospitals like my like my mother mm-hmm. and um, just the struggle that she had dealing with people who had serious soul trauma but were only being dealt with as symptoms and um, not really being treated yeah. for the the traumas the and root con- root yeah the yeah, root yeah. causes of why they were sick and mm-hmm. so she she left to explore um, curanderismo in Mexico um, or earth based healing mm-hmm. to be able to also incorporate psychology and mm-hmm. um, the integration of medicine. Because yes. I feel like not one side has all the answers. Mm-hmm. And to be able to um, hold that space for people, but also return them to the the innate essence, es- the essence yeah. of what the earth provides yeah. and what, what can be found within our own spirit and being able to heal ourselves and mm-hmm. also to take responsibility for our own pain and suffering. Yeah. And that was a big part for me was that c- had created a story over my life of why I was not happy Yeah, and having to honestly look at myself and yeah. how I held on to the pain which is what mm-hmm. created dis-ease mm-hmm. yeah and um so yeah that was the the beginnings of it and once i started to dig and started to feel better i was just like okay well what else yeah, yeah. and so it kind of layers snowballed into learning all the modalities that i practice which is like emotional freedom techniques or yes. um intuitively recognizing that my voice could heal myself. Could yeah. you feel yourself like kind of stepping into your calling as you um, unveiled each of those layers? You know, what's interesting is that um, 
I, people ask me how, how I got into the healing arts and I always say by necessity because I needed to help yeah. myself. Yeah. And so every modality that I learned to help others, I worked on myself for pretty mm-hmm. guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for, for a long time, yeah. um, to get familiar with it. But, for a long time, I was also trying to be an actor mm. and um, be in this other realm yeah. um, that wasn't wholly in alignment. Mm-hmm. And so I would do the healing work over here and then shift gears and try to do this over yeah. here and try to pull myself over here thinking yeah. that this is what my true calling yeah. was. And this was like a means of also... Mm keeping a roof over my head and yeah. food in my mouth kind of thing. Though it was something that definitely was rewarding and brought me joy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also wanting to do this over here. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was, Lack it's, of it's, focus. it's, yeah, it's taken some time to mm-hmm. realize that I'm a healer first uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. or that's the, that's the foundation of everything yeah. else that I do. And I, not that I can't still be a creator sure. in this way yeah. as a, a performer or whatever, but, um, it took a long time to realize that healing is my true vocation and yeah. my true calling. Yeah. Um, and now I can be an artist with a healing intention. I think yeah. it's funny. We have to like, we have to try stuff. We have to try stuff to get it out of our system too, you mm-hmm. know? And, and of course, um, any work in the arts is a creative expression too. So when you're in movies and you're doing all this stuff that you might feel like you can express creatively, I don't know what your experience was exactly, but um, that's healing in a way too, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all, it's all part of getting you where you need to go. Um, it brings me neatly to, though, to something I read that you wrote in your bio, actually on your website, uh, which is our bodies are affected deeply by our emotions and the state of our spirit, finding healing of old emotional wounds, trauma to the soul, bringing alignment to the energetic body can then bring that balance out into the physical body. And I think that's, so beautifully said, first of all, but, um, what's really amazing is how many ways you've discovered, like you're saying, you can assist in your own healing. And then you took the time and effort to harness those tools and bring them to others. So if we could go over some of the different modalities that you have mastery in, I would love to do that. You have so much to offer. Um, so first off, let's start with holographic sound. What, what is that? First of all, so holographic sound is a modality that I learned from uh, my teacher who is also here in Austin, Paul Hubbard, and he channeled this method, um, holographic sound being um, being able to heal multidimensionally through sound. So when you think of it, um, everything is vibration, frequency, energy, um, and everything responds to yeah other vibrations frequencies mm-hmm. energies whenever anything is out of balance it's literally out of tune yeah and so using sound to an intention to bring those things back to harmony um so working with the chakra system or our energy centers of the body and how they relate to our emotional body and also our physical body as far as our our organs mm-hmm. etc and um setting the intention using sound to do that and so um i play a variety of instruments but mainly use my own voice and crystal singing bowls Mm -hmm. and when doing sound healing um always calling upon what i say um one's highest healing team and that can include um the angelic realm or ascended masters or any of their own personal uh spirit guides Mm. um to move through me Mm. any sounds that they need and 
So to go through the entire physical, emotional, and energetic body and moving um, energy that is no longer serving the body, clearing that out, opening opening right. the energetic body to receive new information or mm. healing energy. So what have you seen some really interesting uh, movement, you know, of that energy happen that you can maybe describe visually? I don't know, you know, what, what has come up in your ceremonies? Anything that like sticks out to you? You know, um, it's funny. I like, I always wish that I had had a better log of how many clients I've worked on over the years uh-huh. and um, journaled exactly, you know, what happened. What there, happened. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, because, um, yeah, there's so so many <laughs> different things that happen in a session, you know, from person to person. Peter called it getting tinified. Tinified. <laughs> how funny. How funny. Um, and I feel like it's such, you know, like Jade was saying earlier, it's an unseen art you know it's an mm-hmm. unseen uh people would call it a magical or mystical power because it's not something you can necessarily visually intake but the people who are experiencing it have no doubt that it is healing it, it is moving energy you know? i have i have one story so mm-hmm. there was a, a client of mine he's in the 60s he had um a disease um of the kidneys when he was a young boy and um somehow that disease ended up affecting his heart and he'd had to have a, a, a number of surgeries over the years and this was supposed to be his last and final one and he told me that he wanted to have a session with me before he went into surgery and he told me the pathway that they would take as far as going up through an artery mm-hmm. through his groin and going up all the way into where there was an occlusion in his heart and um, in the session, you know, setting the intention of what needed to be healed and cleared and whatever, whatever that may have been mm-hmm. on on any level on any of his bodies. And also, I call in anything uh, from any any lifetime, uh, present, any past or a future lifetime, and as, as well as all realms, all dimensions, and all aspects of himself. And so, any part of him that may have been affected by this. Yeah. And through the session and the sound, I could, I felt his guides working through me and they went through that same mm. pathway that they were going to be doing the following day in his surgery. And, you know, they had taken x-rays before and then he went in for surgery the next day. And when he, when the doctors went in, yeah, it wasn't there anymore. <gasps> wow. Clear. Yeah. Wow. And so wow. here he was, he was kind of coming to. He'd already come to a place of peace that if he died on the table, yeah. you know, he'd lived a good life, et cetera. But then when he came out of the surgery, he told me what the doctor told him. And wow. the doctor was just like mind blown that That's wow. amazing. the occlusion yeah. was no longer there. And he's yeah. just like, you yeah. know, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't like, take credit for that. <laughs> I didn't do That's anything. Amazing. It was your people. It's a great example of, too, how Western and Eastern medicines mm-hmm. can work together because it's not like, well, just use sound healing and don't worry about going to your Western medical doctor. Right. You know, like, let's still obviously take the measures necessary to c- confirm that we're doing, you know, we're doing okay and we're healthy, amazing human beings. But mm-hmm. Because we have that medical technology, I think that's important to consider as well. But yeah, at the sure. same time, there's so much that I think we have no clue that we are able to do with spirit or our mind even, you know, mm-hmm. like just like you're saying, clearing the traumas and clearing the stuff that are causing sometimes physical mm-hmm. blockages, even though it's a mental thing, mm-hmm. you know, that type of mental fitness is so important. So that's a really cool little intersection between the mm-hmm. two the two uh, types of medicine. Mm-hmm. I like that. Another modality is Akashic healing. 
Um, I said that right, right? Well, yeah. So the <laughs> Akashic Records, um, Records essentially is the etheric library of the universe. Mm-hmm. So everything that exists in the universe, all that history has been recorded. And each soul's history, even um, I found, you know, the soul of land, animals, etc. Mm-hmm. Like all of that information is held within the Akashic Records. So it's like going into the public library, but of the universe. Mm. And so in order to access that public library, um, how I learned was through a sacred prayer that I was attuned to. So, for example, if you were to give me permission to open your records, would you have? Mm -hmm. And your records are open currently. So I used your name and input it into the prayer and that acts as a key to your area of the records. So just to give the listeners a, a clarify what's going on, we gave Tina permission to open our Akashic Records before getting on the show because it takes a little time and like she's explaining there um she did that work even in the midst of all that's going on we got it recorded <laughs> in many ways you know um so we're just testing putting a little little pressure on you um but we'll see how it goes so so yeah are you able to first of all maybe just give us um how does how does the healing work how does the experience work so in the akashic records um all past present future become now so time doesn't really exist so when people talk about past lives Mm. you know that's the way our human mind is able to even wrap our heads around the construct of time that time is not linear Mm -hmm. Um, but the information that's held within the akashic records includes all realms all dimensions and so people ask you know it's just like well how many lives have i had it's just like there's a possibility of having Mm -hmm. thousands because not all lives are in human form okay and not all lives are within this realm this density right Mm -hmm. and can be you know you could have been an extraterrestrial in another lifetime or Mm -hmm. um and we're kind of a whale (laughs) yeah yeah we're asking for um a number also, mm-hmm. which is so human, you know, we're like, we're yeah. asking like how many and what, like things like that, mm-hmm. that I don't even know that matter, but that, <laughs> that we want to have answers to just because mm-hmm. we're these finite beings, right? right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. But, um, any, any information. So, um, sessions are guided by questions. Mm-hmm. So okay. a lot of people might think that it's just a psychic reading and I yeah. automatically start picking up on things and, okay. you know, certain and sometimes that does happen. It's allowed. But it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, you know, that information comes through, and, uh-huh. and um, I'm able to uh, give that to a client. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely guided by one's questions, um, mm-hmm. as you would go into a library and you yeah. have a specific book, and it yes. has a specific number mm-hmm. that you, you know, are able to find the book on the shelf. Similarly, with one's questions, mm-hmm. can get even more specific and find that information within the records. Mm. And so, for instance, um, you know, say uh, someone has a question about, um, well, I don't know. Do you ladies have any questions? Yeah, let's dig into that. So it's like if you want to know how it works, it's like, well. Yeah, well, let's show (laughs) you how it works. Because the healings generally in private sessions, you know, I often use sound to help um, clear or move any energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have my sound tools except my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. we can bring that in um, if, if necessary. Um, but essentially it's to what my teacher says is to like find where any of our energy is trapped and wherever mm. that may be with any within this lifetime, other lifetimes, other realms, dimensions. Okay. Um, and so, you know, those sessions can definitely go in any which way or direction. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to say exactly yeah, how it works know. because it's so individual. Mm-hmm. So I do want to just speak to our listeners here and say that, uh, like what you were bringing up, Tina, that people 
can make up their own idea of how this works or, you know, a, a psychic reading they might think is uh, pulling out of the air, you know, qu- pulling out of the micro expressions of the person in front of them or um, using these questions to give a influenced an- influence answer, I guess, is mm-hmm. what some might say. But I would just offer or invite you to stay open to this process because I think the reality is that whether you believe that uh, we're able to tap in this way or you don't believe it, it doesn't really matter because the fact of the uh, result that we're hoping for out of something like this is to get clearer on what we need to work on in ourselves and how to do that work, right? That's where the healing comes. So if we can just stay open to that potential in anyone we meet, no matter what their modality of healing is, I think that we'd all be better off for it. That's just my, maybe I'm shitting on all, all over everybody here, but um, I think that's just my you know perspective on this. Do you have anything to add to that to the listeners? Um, no, I'll add it at the end, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know we so, got limited time with you. Yeah. So, Tina, let's get into that. You want to start, Jade? Um, sure. So, um, my question is that um, anything around motherhood for me seems very triggering. Um, when it comes to my mother, I'm very triggered. And then around my motherhood, I can be very triggered. And um, a lot of that, I think, is from this current life. But um, I wanted to know what was in the records there. Um, I'm seeing a lifetime where you had children of your own. Um, and I'm feeling reflections into this lifetime where as a child and then also as a mother were neglected mm-hmm. and um, in more ways than one um, mother not being emotionally available and then also being barely able to take care of you and you having to take care of yourself mm-hmm. um, both physically and emotionally and in all ways. Mm-hmm. And the having your own children in this other lifetime, having s- similar struggles of wanting to be emotionally available to your children and not wanting to be like your mother, but having to do what you had to in order to take care of yourself and take care of your children, but feeling like you could not. So I'm seeing you actually in sort of um, a very, very small or very minimal rundown house and you had like five children in this Mm -hmm. lifetime. I'm seeing them running around and um, the stress and anxiety of feeling like you could not or would not be enough to take care of them mm. and um, feeling like you could not give them the time and the, the energy and the focus that they needed, um, give them what they needed. So the feelings of anger, shame, and guilt, um, the anger towards your own mother for not giving what you giving you what you needed, and then the anger towards yourself for not giving your children what they needed and kind of like the mm. the perpetuating the cycle of anger, but then also Mm -hmm. shame of not being able to not being able to give Mm -hmm. the the blame of not being able to receive. Mm -hmm. Um, And soften, I'll do that. I'll breathe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm like, yeah. So now I'm just the, the the breath helps me move the energy. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
also um, the the anger around feeling like you unburdened your mother mm-hmm. in these two lifetimes, this one and the one that I'm seeing. And then um, I'm hearing getting in the way of freedom. So you getting in the way of her freedom and what it is that she may have wanted to do in her life. Mm. And then having your own children that interjecting itself in, in, mm. into your own sense of freedom and sovereignty mm. since you had to relinquish everything in order to be available to mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Does this resonate? With you? Yeah. So it seems like all of that carried into this life a hundred percent. So, and I want you to move on to Mercedes as well, of course, but um, for both of us, how do we heal in this life so that it stops carrying on into the next life or why why did it carry on into this life so oftentimes um, when when certain triggers or traumas carry on into the following lifetime um just show what needs to be healed what is being reflected of mm-hmm. what is, is left to the be soul healed. wants the healing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh what i found too ultimately um that a lot of wounds a lot of trauma are sourced from separation from source. So feeling that whatever one's life or circumstance is, is the, a punishment from God mm-hmm. or um, what, what one is not able to receive from God or feeling worthy of receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use the term God and to be the all encompassing, mm-hmm. whatever you resonate with yeah. in terms of a we higher power or anything like that. Um, that separation, that uh, anger or blame for for um, feeling separate in the first place mm. and um, any feelings of unworthiness or of love or um, nurture or anything mm-hmm. and how, how that plays a part. Well, I have ceremony Saturday, so that'll be my intention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my question is, how do I heal... The shame that binds me, that sounds good. How do I heal my shame? May I ask you what you were ashamed of? I think that my shame is largely revolving around sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, being overly sexual, I guess. A sexual being, just in general, maybe. Mm-hmm. Were you raised in the church? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents were very Catholic, and mm-hmm. it was that's where the shame definitely started mm-hmm. from for me. So it's not just this lifetime that's no. been present. Yeah, I'm wondering how far back it um, goes. I'm seeing you. Gosh, where are we? 15th century. So sometimes I'm given given because i'm a filmmaker and i and i'm given things in terms of like scenes from movies Uh or characters it's like esmeralda okay from uh hunchback of notre dame okay (laughs) if you're familiar with (laughs) it at all i'm just given the image of this as like sort of gypsy woman Uh who's you know just very much in her body but um and i don't really even know that this is the image that i'm given not necessarily the storyline 
um, of someone who um, was very much uh, empowered by her femininity and divinity and um, persecuted for mm. it. Mm-hmm. And um, similarly, as other females in history and even now, you know, uh, demonized for mm-hmm. um, owning their sexuality. Um, and it wasn't in, I'm, I'm seeing that it was uh, the perception of the church and perception mm-hmm. of society that labeled you, out there. Mm-hmm. labeled you um, as not of God. Mm-hmm. Um, Huh. So the term witchy wiles. Mm. So like someone who like seemingly could manipulate with her, mm. her sexual power. Mm. Exactly. Um, having had spiritual gifts in this lifetime as well that I'm seeing. Um, I'm seeing that there's a, uh, and with the term that they say degradation of divinity. And so to show you exactly how shameful it should be shamed you by um, persecuting you in forms of uh, sexual trauma or rape mm-hmm. um, and taking from you that the very power. And I, I know a lot of powerful women in this lifetime, including myself, have have lifetimes with such trauma mm-hmm. and that, that seed of shame. Um, that is planted that you aren't allowed to have your sexuality own your femininity or divinity Mm -hmm. um, be connected to God in that way as it's one of the most powerful ways to connect to God yeah and Mm -hmm. it was one one way to uh, have power and control not only over women but over humanity right so for the sake of uh, as women present and all women and as the divine feminine is connected to all beings, just uh, asking our masters, teachers, loved ones to heal, clear, complete, and deactivate from our DNA this lifetime and any other lifetime, all realms, all dimensions. This wounding of the degradation of divinity that we are not allowed to be our full selves, empowered sexually or otherwise, releasing any and all shame, guilt, or blame releasing these traumas from anywhere that they reside in our body and activating in unconditional love and acceptance of ourselves fully and completely that we are divine if we are made in god's image there's nothing to be ashamed of so it is mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. yes There'll be some work to be done. <laughs> yes, but for for a private session yeah. in the future, we can go in in, uh, in greater depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that sample, though. That's amazing. Um, and I think, I mean, it opens the door to dig into so many things. Yeah. You know, for for a longer session. Mm-hmm. So let's continue on your long list of modalities mm-hmm. that you're expert in. So crystal healing, I think this is like the one most played with in, uh, you know, pop culture and mm-hmm. media. And um, it's got this woo-woo label and all that stuff, you know, the girl with all the crystals and all that. So maybe you can just describe what crystal healing is, how it works, how we pick our stones, all that good stuff mm-hmm. that comes with it. So um, as most things in 
nature, um, including ourselves, they have a consciousness. So crystals have their own consciousness. Plants have a consciousness Mm -hmm. um, that, um, you know, we humans aren't the only ones with, (laughs) (laughs) you know, animals, all of that. Um, And we can communicate with them and they can communicate with us. And so a lot of times, um, you know, I feel... I feel that people often stop themselves from from picking up a crystal because they don't really know what it means mm-hmm. or what it does or anything like that. But it's like, no, we're connected to all of it. Mm-hmm. And I have always, um, or I recognized when I was, even from when I was little, that the stone chooses you. Because I remember going mm-hmm. into a shop in, in Arizona and like picking up the rose quartz and the tiger's eye and like just loving on these stones as a kid. It's just like, those were the ones that mm-hmm. I needed, that, I, that helped me. Um, in my childhood. And I, I still find it the same that, um, even though I've worked with crystals for so many years since, um, 2006, um, that I may not know off the top of my head what a certain crystal means or does, but, um, it just carries an energy. And even if I'm like, Ooh, that's so pretty that, (laughs) that, 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 that's the way that it can reach me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and give me what it is that I need. Mm. Um, and I found a lot of times that I'll pick it up and, and, and then look it up and realize that's exactly mm-hmm. what I need mm-hmm. in, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, crystals, uh, have a, yeah, a variety of, of uses and, um, can correspond to different areas of the body, different organs, um, for different emotional needs, um, for, for so much. I mean, if, if you look at my book of crystals, it's like, it's mm-hmm. gi- gigantic yeah. and there's, there's so much that it can do for one on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. And I use crystals in all of the healing sessions that I do as well in sound and in massage and uh, Akashic Records consultations. Um, all, all of the things that I practice very simply are, um, it's all vibrational medicine. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I use sound, say, in the Akashic readings, or I'll use sound while giving the massage. It's like they all kind of play play into each other mm-hmm. so it's um though you know i do have a variety of modalities that i practice it's all it's all energy and they, they all work together mm-hmm. so same with reiki you know mm-hmm. um ray being universal life force key like chi energy the universal energy that we're all connected to and i i believe that anybody can practice reiki though those that are attuned to reiki can even have a greater sense of moving energy mm-hmm. and clearing energy mm-hmm. and it's with that attunement or um, practice that we get better at it so i feel like all the things that i do anybody could do mm-hmm. it's not meant for just specific people or quote-unquote healers or anything like that it's it's something that we're all privy to because yeah. it's it's part of the universal consciousness mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're, we're all a part of it and um can and have access to it if, if we allow ourselves to, or if we, you know, have the desire to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay open to that stuff. Yeah. And, um, when you're talking about crystals, it makes me remember, like I used to go on a lot of, you know, nature walks and hikes with my family growing up and collecting stones was always so exciting. I mean, it's a rock, you know, mm-hmm. but you're excited because it's something I mean, it makes it almost like the journey. It's part of your journey. It's like a remembering too of that place in your life almost. Mm-hmm. Maybe it holds the energy of that place too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It definitely resonates as somewhere, a thing, a physical thing that you can like 
allow to embody the energy of what you were experiencing in that moment or you need to to hold the energy that you can't hold anymore or something mm-hmm. like that so i don't know yeah, i like that i don't have many crystals in our house huh gosh i have too many i'm gonna pop back in our magic hour or magic mob question sandra on ig asks what daily practices do you implement to keep yourself balanced and grounded i jump into barton springs every day um getting into water is very important to me as a, the water of my emotions when I'm met with a, a body of water such as that, or just any body of water helps me keep my emotions balanced, mm. um, sounding or singing every day. Um, so th- with sound healing, you know, as, um, setting the intention that, you know, whatever sound that I make is the sound that I need um, mm-hmm. for my own health and healing. And it could be even like an exasperated sigh, yeah. you know, <laughs> do that right now and see how you feel. And it helps release I any tension them. and energy, <laughs> yeah. but um, just, you know, seeing for my own enjoyment um, and uh, toning um, helps me. And um, yeah, those are two, two main things that help me stay grounded and help me stay balanced. Yeah. I think a lot of people could benefit from getting in water Mm -hmm. and from shouting out loud or moving Mm -hmm. their vocal cords to some degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a simple hum, Mm -hmm. um, like deep in your belly or in your, in your heart and just to help release that energy. It's golden. Yeah. I like that. Well, magic. So we end every show with the same questions. Um, yeah. So the first question we like to ask everybody is if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? You are enough. Mm. How old were you? Six. Mm-hmm. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Hmm. Oh, goodness. That's a tough one. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have the answer to that question. That's okay. It's the hardest one. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes one pops in your head. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's okay. Um, If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? You are not alone. We are all in this together. Mm -hmm. It's good. All right. Mm-hmm. So before we let you go, where can people find you out there and all the amazing things you're doing? Because I know they're going to want to set up some uh, time with you. <laughs> so my website uh, is www.manosdeoro, M-A-N-O-S-D-E-O-R-O.org. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, the Tina Rodriguez. I'm on YouTube, just Tina Rodriguez Sound Healing, and you'll find me. Um, I'm doing my best to um, be more active on social media as well as like posting more videos and um, sound bites. I have a SoundCloud, but I haven't put anything up on mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. I need new recordings, yeah. but um, to be coming soon. That's one of my birthday gifts to myself is nice. to have recordings for others to listen to for their own health and healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gifts to us too. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that you are, harnessing all the things that helped your own healing and then brave enough to basically display those out into the world in a way where people can access them and actually come to you and have, you know, healing Mm -hmm. sessions with you. 
I mean, brave is really the right word for that because it's mm-hmm. not an easy venture. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't an easy direction to take in our cu- culture. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. And thank you for being light and bringing these to, we're going to dig deeper into a lot of these subjects. Mm-hmm. I hope today the people listening will yeah. as well. So it reminds thank me you. of what milk said on a previous episode, inner healing begets outer healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode with Tina Rodriguez. We are now going to play a portion of our live event where Tina led us in a sound healing. It was so amazing and we would love to invite you guys to just get comfortable, lay down, close your eyes, or get in a, uh, in a place where you can just allow yourself to receive from this experience. Even listening back to the audio, it was still so powerful for me. So I'm so excited for you guys to be able to hear what she did for us. Uh, We love you guys so much. And until next week, be a light. So if everyone can get in a circle, um, we're going to go into our sound healing, which is our last thing. So Tina has traveled the world studying sound healing, sharing sound healing. She is one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. And she holds a very deep presence. And so we all are gifted with her presence and a beautiful offering of sound. I'm sorry, my shoes. And I guess she can talk about it, but I invite you to just really relax and receive all of the sound and loving intention she's sharing. I am Tina Rodriguez. It's so lovely to be here. And I actually um, came with the intention to, to connect, and I realized that um, in having several weeks of, of close connection and proximity to other people, that I just needed to, to sit and be with myself and connect with myself. But it was really beautiful to sit back and witness all of you and um, how you showed up so beautifully and bravely and um, were so uh, vulnerable and, yeah, just willing to, to come here and open your hearts to each other and ultimately to yourself. So the idea of sound healing, um, I don't know how many of you have experienced a sound bath before. (laughs) Um, Anything that is out of balance or out of tune within ourselves shows up in our outer world. And we can bring all of that back into balance and harmony Um, through vibration, frequency, energy. And that can come in a variety of forms, but I use sound. So you may experience in your day-to-day, say if you are frustrated or anxious and making um, a sound or a sigh, (sighs) and how that might shift your energy. And I actually invite you to do that right now, just taking in a deep breath and exhaling with a sigh. And just gently and easily and tuning into your breath. Once more. And just as you breathe, just feeling your body relax deeper. And as these sounds move, um, at any point right now or during this session, inviting you to place one hand or both on your heart and just stay connected to your heart, to your heartbeat. 
for myself in the vein of connection, um, have found it challenging to connect because I feel like I'm different in, in many ways. I have a, different belief systems or move in the world differently or have a, a different life experience than a lot of people. But then I, in my experience and in my connection with people, realize that there are people like me <laughs> and people that I can um, open my heart to and feel seen, heard, and understood. And so any stories that I may have created throughout my life based on certain experiences that I've had with family or other loved ones or my peers um, or what society has projected to me as to who I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to move in the world, allow that to fall away. But I recognize too that um, as I continue to move through the world and have different experiences, I'm often met with reflections as we are or have today in connecting with multiple people, um, perhaps reflecting back to us the wounds that we may carry in our own heart or anything that is left unhealed within our own heart that keeps us from wanting to connect, keeping us from wanting to be our true authentic selves out into the world, shining our heart, sharing our love, our gifts, our joy, and even our sorrow, and releasing any shame, guilt, blame, anything that we've harbored or carried that no longer serves us, never has served. And ultimately, in this heart connection, remembering our heart, releasing any old wounds, being able to truly connect to the heart of the divine, and remembering that we are all connected to that one heart. So inviting you to take in another deep breath. And as you tune into your heart, almost imagining or sensing that it is glowing, a beam of light. And that that beam of light is then connecting to each and every person in this room, heart to heart to heart to heart. reminding you that you are not alone in your experience and connected to all that is. That you are worthy of love, of connection, of joy. Of being able to see and experience and realize your true authentic self and to shine to remember that you are divine and perfect as you are. So I call upon each and every one of your highest healing teams to move through me any sounds that need to be heard for your highest good in health and healing, to help release any old wounds of your heart that have ever made you feel unworthy of love. 
You are worthy. You are loved. there is a wound in your heart that comes up when you connect when you find yourself at a gathering of people or amongst your family out in the world a certain belief that you may hold about yourself you to ask your heart, where does this come from? When did this start? What can you tell me? What, what do you want me to know? How can I heal? And release this wound and setting the intention to 
release anything that does not serve your precious heart. does not serve, we want to bring something into its place. Ultimately, unconditional love and acceptance of self and who and where you are in your spiritual evolution, in your process. Accepting yourself in all ways.
next breath, visualize or sense that you are in a safe place in nature. Either real or imagined. And wherever you are, just take an inventory and giving gratitude for all the elements that surround you, the beauty that surrounds you. And remembering that is, it is a reflection of you. You are all that is. All that you are in awe of. The light that shines, the wind on your skin, the earth under your feet, the water that nurtures and heals. Wherever you are in this place in nature, allowing yourself to meet yourself. Looking at yourself in your own eyes, your own heart to heart. And allow yourself to tell yourself something that you've always wanted to hear.
Taking in another deep breath and exhaling with a sigh. Wherever you are in this safe place in nature and looking at yourself, your own eyes, your own heart. And telling yourself, I love you and I accept you fully. Please forgive me for any time that I have ever denied you, rejected you, made you feel unworthy of my love. You are worthy. I love you. And I'm here now to always offer you this love. any healing you may need. And if it feels right in this moment, in this space, embrace yourself. breath again tuning into your heart and seeing how this beautiful heart of yours connects down deep down into the earth all the way down to earth mother's heart and then connects up through the crown of your head up through the sky through the cosmos to source creator the heart of creation remembering that in all ways and in all ways you are connected And that the divine is showering unconditional love upon you and up through you 
so that every action, word, emotion, deed, every breath you take is infused with unconditional love for yourself as you move through the world, for others, for the earth. You are love embodied and connected to all that is. Should you ever doubt, should you ever feel disconnected, take in a deep breath and imagine, remember the sensation of the hearts of your creators connected to you. The connection of yourself with the hearts of everyone in this room and everyone that you are to connect with when you walk out the door. Love is always present. Fear cannot exist when love is present. And taking your time, taking another deep breath, exhaling with a sigh. And taking your time and coming to a seated position. Preparatory breath, exhaling with a sigh. And just feeling the love in your heart and then gratitude for this experience. One more breath. And then on the third, we'll ohm together. healing teams for their presence here for your presence here thank you for showing up for yourselves for each other thank you jade and mercedes for putting this together thank you peter thank you Manjiru. thank you for this gift of divine healing namaste
thank you again for having me here to share the sound experience. Hmm. Definitely would uh, just drink a lot of water and take care of yourselves. Um, just be very nurturing as uh, we move to some energy. Um, feel free to come talk to me if there's anything that uh, came up for you during the sound healing. And uh, yeah, just connect in general. Thank you. <laughs> Tina has a lot of powerful modalities in her healing. She did an Akashic record on Mercedes and I the other day. Um, we recorded with her, so that'll release here soon. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, it's The Magic Hour with a J. This will be on there. Um, we have one with Tina. Um, but yeah, I would, she's gone. I would invite you to schedule something with her if, if this, uh, her work resonated with you. Um, I know that for me, after I go to events like this, then when I go back, um, like it can be really stimulating to like go to Whole Foods after this or something like that. But um, after I go back into like, you know, my routine or whatever, it can feel kind of like a culture shock almost because it's like, why isn't everyone living this openly? Because I feel so opened up after things like this. But I would just encourage you to, uh, what we always say on the show is to just go be the light and to just go... Um, you know, share this with people, this feeling that you experienced today. And um, yeah, that's the end of the event. Um, I, we have the photo booth out there if you didn't take pictures already. Um, we've got merch, we've got um, hats and coffee mugs that say be the light, be a light. And then um, we have some really cool silent auction items, you guys, um, that are in alignment with what went on today. And all the proceeds are going towards Together Rising. Uh, we did meet our goal to um, raise $1,000 for them. So thank you guys so much. Um, and um, yeah, if you didn't pull a card over here, I've got some really strong cards that you can pull. Just make sure to leave them, because last event, people took a lot of my cards. So um, yeah, and then uh, stick around. Mercedes, do you want to um, close with anything? And then Peter, do you want to say anything? Just thank you guys for coming out and showing up like this with us. I know it takes a lot of vulnerability, just time and effort out of your day. You know, we're all busy people. So to spend your Sunday with us is pretty cool. So thank you guys. Um, we love you. We hope we get to continue to connect deeper, uh, especially through, you know, obviously, like Jade said, our easiest modality for that is our podcast because we are pretty interactive with our listeners. Um, we take questions for each show and ask the guests that we're having on. We call for those questions before we have that um, recording. So, and of course, uh, it's actually the way we've met a lot of, lot of people uh, already. So we want to continue to deepen those connections with you guys. So thank you so much for being here and coming out. Um, thanks, Chris, for helping out. Appreciate it. And is it John? John, sound guy, thank you so much. Todd for the lights. Letting us use the O4 Center, a beautiful space. Go forth and prosper. Quick disclaimer. We are not medical professionals, so following any of our protocols or advice should be done at your own risk, people. And please remember to always, always do your own research. 
tap into that extraordinary growth mindset we all have access to within ourselves and seek out your own answers. Come on, guys, you know, you know the deal. And by the way, if you are a medical professional or an expert in any topic we cover and you feel we are not giving accurate information about it, please find somewhere to contact us. Contact us via social or email us at our website and let us know. A major goal of ours in doing this podcast is to bring value to people's lives by sharing helpful insights and info. So we welcome being corrected at any time and we'll be happy to share any of our fuck ups with our listeners so as to get us all back on track to discovering our happiest, healthiest selves.